Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the story of Lazarus. Lazarus in the Bible, it's a powerful story. It's an account, remarkable account on the power of resurrection. It's his unwavering love and compassion that he has for us. And through this story, we're going to discover the depth that Christ does have and the love that he has for humanity. I'm going to start off with, it, with a verse that's, that's past this story, but it's in John 16, 24. It says, until now. Everybody say, until now. Let's get loud. Until now, okay, you can stop repeating, unless you want to continue. You have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy would be full. Who is ready for their joy to be full tonight? Who's ready to, to come from one place to another place? A side note, preparing this message I kept on hearing, like I had this revelation on transition. And we hear that a lot. I'm not talking about that transition. It was a transition that happened inside of me, not the outside of me. But it's something that God stirred in my heart on when I was thinking about me, me preaching tonight. And I was thinking like, we're at a church right now where there's a lot of different pastors coming in. They rotate. Then you have the directors come up here. But when I started coming... I wanted to hear like Pastor Jurgen, and if Pastor Jurgen wasn't showing up, I was kind of bummed out. Or Pastor Michael, when we lost East Campus, oh, somebody else is preaching? I'm not going to hear from Pastor Michael or Lisa or Pastor Leanne. I would get bummed out, and, and I, there's this, this transitional moment where everything is fresh, real, and powerful at this church. So any pastor or speaker who comes up here, it's going to be a fresh word. And there was a transition that I was thinking about a few weeks ago that I don't give a rip who they say is preaching on Sunday. My heart is postured to hear from God. My heart is postured to hear from whoever's up here. It was a heart, it was a heart problem that I had when I was idolizing one person. God could bring the word through anybody. He brought it through a donkey. He could bring it through a native from El Cajon. So I set myself up so I could be your biggest fan, your biggest, best pastor tonight, okay? Have a position in your heart to receive tonight just because your favorite's not here. The Word of God is here, and the Word of God is going to speak to some people, so just be expectant. The title of my message is Transition Time. And that's not the original photo that I had. That's it. And that, that one's a little harder than the last one. That one takes some, some strength, some courage for that transition time from going from place to place, from glory to glory. So we're going to pick up in this. So John 11, 1, 7, it says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, 
the village of Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus, who was sick. Sorry, excuse me. This is the same Mary that poured perfume on Jesus' feet and wiped it with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, but it is for God's glory through his son that will be glorified through this. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So when he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. He heard he was sick, he stayed for two more days. And he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. How many of us feel like we don't have two more days at times? How many of us feel like, God, I need you right now. Are you not listening to me? Do you not hear me? I don't have two more days. I'm on the brink of something falling apart. I need you right now. Sometimes in our lives, we might feel like God is absent. We face things. We face trials, tribulations, loss, despair, and we feel like God is absent. But the death of Lazarus reminds us, even in our darkest, darkest, darkest times, God has a plan and a purpose to bring us through that. He has a plan. There was two more days. He has a plan and a purpose to bring us through that. And I want to talk tonight about, since we're leading up to the marriage uh, getaway, is a little testimony through my marriage. And when Coral and I first got together, I mean, we, I think we're living together like day two. Like talk about two more days. Like Jesus, you should have showed up on day one to direct us in this. Day two, day three, I think she was driving my truck. And day four, I think she had like a fender bender. True story. True story. That wasn't, that's true. She's like, I hit a BMW. I'm like, it's a Chevy Silverado. What are you doing? My brother Rich remembers that. But uh, coming into this, I had insecurities that I didn't realize that I had. Because being single, nobody could really point out anything. They just see the fun Chris. I didn't think I had any insecurities. I didn't think I lived with that, that stuff. I thought I was perfect. I thought I was her savior. I did, I did bring her to church. But I was constantly, like, talking things that things, I wasn't speaking life into her at moments. I would say things like, did somebody hit on you at the store? I'm sure you're going to leave me. Like, this is too good to be true. Don't wear that. Somebody's going to hit on you. Are you serious? Nobody talked to you in the Starbucks line. Like, look at you. Like, stupid insecurities, because I didn't know who I was. And with my mom passing away, unexpectedly, I was scared that anybody was going to leave me unexpectedly. And then when my oldest daughter, her mom, we didn't work out, and she left unexpectedly, I was thinking, this is too good to be true. Like, you're, this is gonna, you're going to leave me. And it wasn't that I was a bad husband. I wasn't like, like a bad husband. She wasn't a bad wife. But I wasn't speaking life. I didn't know who I was in Christ. So I didn't have that confidence. 
You say that you want a beautiful wife, single men. You say that you want this business to blow up, but can you handle it when you get it? It's the problem. Do you know who you are in Christ right now where you can stand on a firm foundation, know that when he brings you through it, you'll be able to handle it? We met in 2012, and we got married December 9th, 2015. Her grandma passed June 8th of the same year. We actually had her grandma come to the wedding at the courthouse so she could see us get married because we knew that time was limited. And we had another wedding on July 9th. What's that? The party party. Like we got married at Elko and Courthouse by some Indian dude with the dot right there. But her grandma was there and that was important for... <laughs> sorry if you're Indian, sorry. I love you. But it was true. Like we're like, where's our people at? But we had to do it before God with her grandma to witness this. It was very important to us. Then that September, Coral's knee, she had a, a knee injury. She played soccer, her dreams of soccer not getting paid, but it was her passion. She blew out her knee. And I just want to take a second to honor her grandma because it's actually her grandma's birthday today. And I know, and I don't want to cry, but I know that she's looking down at you. And I know that she's proud of you. And I know that she sees you in the breakthrough that you've gone through. So we honor her tonight. And we love her and miss her. But so through our marriage, healing is needed at this time, right? There's been loss. Physical healing is needed. And we are newlyweds. My point number one is community. Everybody say community. community. Look to your neighbor and say, what connect group are you in? <laughs> but the thing is, is we had community. We had a connect group. When we were going through it, my buddy Nick, I just started with his company, and I'm like, I can't focus. My marriage is, is all jacked up. I finally had to just come clean. Like, I can't focus. He ordered me this book called Fireproof, like the movie. He said, I, I know a couple who's read this, and it actually helped their marriage. He just ordered it online. But we didn't have community at all angles of our lives. We had the Turners. We had my sister and brother-in-law. We had the Grubas. But we didn't have community where we could do a full 360 and we're guarded at every angle of our lives. And that's where the enemy crept in. So picking back up, Jesus and his disciples, he said, but Rabbi, a short while ago, they tried to stone you and yet you were going back? It was like Will was talking. Short while ago, I was just cursing you like... Short while ago, I wasn't believing in you. A short while ago when Coral and I were going through this marriage, like I don't even know if I believe in God. A short while, but you're going back? Because God does go back for us. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. But he says, but you're going back. Verse 9, Jesus answered, aren't there 12 hours of daylight? They're asking, are you really going back? He said, aren't there 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daylight will not stumble because they see by the world's light. When a person walks at night, they stumble because they have no light. Side note, nothing good happens past 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> nothing good happens past 10 o'clock at night. 
especially if you're a married man or a married woman, separated at night. Nothing good is going to happen. Verse 11, after he said this, he went to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, and I'm going to wake him up. How many people need to get woken up? I know Coral and I need to get woken up there in that time. Verse 12, the disciples replied, but if he sleeps, he'll get better. We have friends like that, that during that time. Oh, they're just, they'll figure it out. They'll wake up. Point two, wake up. At that time, our marriage was sleeping. I was sleeping. Cora was sleeping. Our love was sleeping. We were going to church, but there was loss. There was pain. There was healing that still needed to be done. Verse 14, so Jesus told them plainly, like in a Dave Chappelle voice, like Lazarus is dead. Like he's dead. Like he's not sleeping, he's dead. Like face the music, he is dead. Verse 15, and for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. So let's go to him. So not only was our marriage sleeping, not only, but it was dead. Our marriage was dead. Coral had moved out on a Friday when I got paid. Like, it was dead. You can laugh at that because we're back together. But, like, I got home, payday, and clothes are gone. Like, our marriage was dead. But it was because of the words that I was speaking. I was speaking, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me. And I created this world where she moved out. Stop doing that, man. Stop doing that. It's the power in your words that will shape your future. It's the, it wasn't that I was a bad husband, but I was speaking the wrong things. But knowing the power of my words and being a teachable person, I was able to go, okay, if that happened, well, I'm going to start praising God. I'm going to start believing that my wife's going to come back home. I'm going to start worshiping. I'm going to write Jesus a letter like Mary wrote, wrote Jesus a letter. So I wrote my letter. I was praising. I was praising at worship nights, at friend's house, I was praising at church. And I think that when he said, there's only 12 hours of daylight, I think that was a metaphor. And I started thinking, I was actually going to take this out of my, my notes tonight. I was going to take it out. But I think that it was a metaphor saying, there's 12 hours of opportunity here. Guys, wake up. There's 12 hours of opportunity that we could be going to this healing. Like, if you're going through something... There's, there's daylight. Use that opportunity to see freedom. Use that opportunity to see resurrection. Use that opportunity. Don't run away from the problem. Use that opportunity to run towards the problem. And that brings me to an opportunity that I had. There's a phone app that I had, and Coral was away on a road trip, and she was gone, and I'm like, baby, come back, you know, singing that song, and my charisma didn't work. My character was good at this time because I knew that I couldn't speak out of emotion. But she was on a road trip, and there was this app that I had, and it was a prank call app. And I was able to text on this app. And she doesn't know this story. This is, this is all new. She was able to, I was able to text. And this is where I transitioned into an old lady. I transitioned into an old lady during this moment 
Because I knew that she didn't have her grandma and, and she needed, we need wisdom in the future for the kids. Can we just admit that? Like we need to raise up the next generation and we need to be that generation where they could call on and get wisdom when they're going in a hard time. And her grandma was that pillar that she was able to call to and ask for marriage counseling, ask for wisdom on this, wisdom on that. I transitioned into this old lady. Like Mrs. Doubtfire, but I didn't dress up. It was behind a, a text. And I said, girl, you were so darling at this dinner tonight. And you were just amazing, your charm. Because she was at a conference because she's doing network marketing. And she goes, who is this? And I go, oh, this is, you know, Martha, you know, the one who wiped Jesus' feet. I don't know. <laughs> but I kept on saying, like, your marriage looks beautiful. I looked you up on Facebook, and I just see a prosperous life for you and your husband. And she's like confused on it. And I was saying this like as I was texting it because I was like, how would, how would an old lady speak, you know? So I had to get into character. And I'm like, and I just see beautiful kids and you guys just overcoming any mountain that comes your way. You guys could do this. No joke. And she came back home after that. But she was on a road trip. She has some thinking to do, but she ended up coming home. She called me and said, I think I got a prophetic word from some old lady, and I think this has to work. So pray for me, because she might leave me tonight when I get home. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. She won't. But that was a true story. She's probably like, oh, I remember that. I remember exactly where I was when that happened. So on the other side of eternity, we don't have to, we don't have to praise God for healing and be praising in the storms because it's going to be perfect in heaven. We have the opportunity right now, whatever you're going through, to start worshiping, to start praising, to start declaring, to start saying, God, I thank you for the situation I'm in, but I know that I'm going to get out of it. We have that opportunity right now. We have 14 hours in a, of daylight of opportunity. So Jesus comes back. First, he comes back to where Lazarus is. Verse 32, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell to his feet and said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came along were weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said, Lord, come and see. This next verse is a powerful verse. It pretty much sums up the whole story of what I'm talking about in the story of Lazarus. And if you're looking to remember a verse, this is the verse. Verse 35, it says, Jesus wept. Jesus understands what you're going through. Jesus understands he was able to get into a position where he stayed away, but he was able to, to come back and feel sorrow. He was able to feel what we feel. He was able to understand what we're going through. He understands your battles. He understands your marriage. He understands your financial situation. He understands your addiction. 
So they took him to the tomb. Then Jesus looked up, as he always does. Father, I thank you that you heard me. I knew that you always heard me. But I said this to benefit the people, us as the people, standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. After he said that, with a loud voice, he says, Lazarus, get up. Lazarus, come out. Bobby, get up. McGill's, get up. Virilli's, get up. Walk into the destiny that I have for you in your marriage. It's not dead. Get up. Get up and walk with vision. Get up and walk with purpose. Get up and walk. Jesus, if he could bring Lazarus from the dead, he could bring anything that you feel is dead in your life back to life. Anything that you feel is dead, he could bring it back to life. If you have loss... He could bring it back to life. Even though my mom passed away, resurrection happened in me. I was on drugs in El Cajon. There was loss, but her son rose up to be successful. Her son rose up to follow God. Her son rose up to have vision, to have a purpose. Resurrection power is real, and it's going to happen here tonight. Point three is walk. Point three is walk. He told me to get up and walk, even if I had to walk like a grandma for a minute to get my wife back. <laughs> you know, Disney's been getting it wrong for quite some time, but even before we knew that, they got it wrong in the movie Aladdin. Even he couldn't bring the dead back. He couldn't even bring the dead back, but Jesus can. But when they... But when Lazarus emerged from the tomb, Jesus instructed those around him to unbind the grave clothes. This symbolizes that we're not meant to have grave clothes on, that we're not meant to have chains on, shackles on, that he desires us to move in his light, in his purpose. He desires us to move in ways that we never thought that we can. We're not meant to, to walk with burdens. We're not meant to walk with anxiety. We're not meant to walk with fear. Those are the grave clothes that he told Lazarus to take off. See, people were looking, they were looking for a healing, but he wanted them to see a resurrection. We were looking for a healing but Jesus said, I want your marriage to be completely resurrected. I want your marriage to be not only healed, but resurrected into something new. And that's what we walk into today. We walk in that power today. And we know that we have community around us at all angles. That we could turn to anybody in this church and have power and wisdom and life spoken over us. So right now, I want to pray into three areas tonight. If you're believing for something that hasn't happened with every head bowed and eyes closed, if you're believing for something that hasn't happened, that hasn't come to pass, 
In a second, we're going to have the ministry team come forward. But if that's you, if you've just been pressing in, if you've just been believing, if you felt like you've fallen asleep, I just want you to slip up your hand so I know who I'm praying for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Father, I thank you for each hand raised tonight, Lord God. I thank you that tonight is a get up and walk moment. I thank you that tonight is a transitional moment that they would get up and they would have vision. They would be excited about what they have asked you for. I thank you, Lord God, that you would bring freedom in those areas, Father God, that they would be able to hold steadfast to that, to that, that, that vision that they've had, Lord God. I thank you for resurrection power in the womb. I thank you for resurrection power in marriages. I thank you for resurrection power and addiction, Lord God, that these things are broken off right now in the name of Jesus. We lay them at the foot of the cross, and I fill these people up, your people, with hope. I fill your people up with love. I fill your people up with expectancy, that knowing that you're going to show up, even, even if it's in two more days or if it's right now, I thank you, Father, that you are faithful and that you sent your son. Father, minister to their hearts tonight, Lord God. I thank you that they'll come down and get a word from one of our ministers. I thank you that they'll be prophesied over and that they'll leave here encouraged. The second thing I want to pray for is if you have what you prayed for, but you don't know how to steward it. If you already have it, but you were like me and didn't know your identity in Christ and, you, and you're tarnishing it, I want to pray into that area. Father, I thank you for each marriage. I thank you for each business. I thank you for each person that was set free from addiction, Lord God, that they would have the same excitement now as they did when they got it, Lord God, that you would give them new vision, that you would give them new hope. Lord God, as hands go up and they submit to you, Father, I thank you that they would start reminiscing on why they wanted it. I thank you that they would start seeing their wives in a different way as when they first met, met each other, Lord God. I thank you that you would start spilling up new conversations, Father God, new date nights, Lord God, that as there's 14 hours of light, we would be creative to go after the things that you have called us to do, to bring life to these situations, Father God. I thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. And the last thing I want to pray for is if you have had loss, if someone's lost, if you've lost a, a business, a marriage, anything like that. He said, in the end, it will be good. And if it ain't the end, he ain't done. And I want you to know that today, he's not finished with you. Whatever was lost will be brought back. Resurrection power will happen in your life. So if that's you, if you could just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. I thank you for these hands all over the place, Lord God. I thank you that your resurrection power still lives yesterday, today, and tomorrow, Father God. And I thank you that they could cling on to your, to your goodness, your grace, your mercy, that they would wake up every day and declare that you are their God, that you are their Lord that brings them from glory to glory.
Lord God, I thank you that you would speak to them tonight, Lord God, that you would minister to them tonight, Father, that they would get a word tonight, Lord God, that they would bring hope. It would bring Lazarus's resurrection power, that they would be able to walk it out with the testimony. I thank you that you bring all things together for good. Even if it seems bad, Lord God, you are such a faithful God. You're a merciful God. You're a great God, and we glorify you tonight in the name of Jesus. And I just want to invite the ministry team up right now. If you guys come forward. And if this is your first time at church or if you've never given your life to Christ with every head bowed and eye closed, I want to give you that opportunity so the words in the Bible could start being highlighted to you. So if that's you, if you could just raise your hand. If you've never given your life to Christ, maybe you've fallen away from Christ. Maybe you want to come back to Christ. Maybe you knew him. Maybe you got angry with him, but you want to come back. If that's you, if you could just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. If you could just repeat after me. If everybody could repeat, not just a couple people. Jesus, I thank you that you came to die on the cross for me so I could live a life that glorifies you that I could walk this life out and build the kingdom of God, that I could run this race with endurance. I invite you into my heart. I declare you're my Lord and Savior and that I would be able to live in eternity with you forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.